The following podcast is rated I for intellectual. It contains jargonistic terminology that might be too stimulating for some listeners. Topics discussed are approached with an emphasis towards educational fair use. Critical thinking is advised. Welcome to Special Topics in Media. I'm Dr. Garrett Castleberry, Professor of Communication, Media, and Ethics at Mid-America Christian University. Well, as listeners would know, I'm also the host of this lecture cast, and this is just an opportunity to break form a little bit and provide somewhat of a monologue one-off and uh, do some house cleaning as we wind down our academic year and uh, I guess to, to clarify what I mean by that for, for, for broader listeners, of course, many consider academic calendar years functioning like a traditional school year where, where classes kick off in August and then they uh, might go until a winter break, a semester break. And then, and then after a period, they come back and convene in January, some places February, and then go until at some point, usually in May. Uh, before breaking again for summer. Now, increasingly in higher ed, uh, all institutions do maintain a, a openness throughout the year, a 12-month operation. But uh, typically what people are imagining is the going away of students and faculty for that summer break or maybe that winter break. And I've got to tell you, uh, as things progress, as, as innovations take hold, and, and especially as we continue to curtail much uh, larger and broader uh, stakeholders in these university systems, uh, a strong number of us remain 12-month employees. And, and that's the case here, um, but we do feel that hustle and bustle of the end of the semester, regardless of whether we're still reporting back in the next week. And uh, I'm just here as a, in a bit of a fun confessional approach to, uh, to this one-off uh, it was, as I've contended in, in meetings and in conversations with people, quite simply the busiest May I can recall in my decade and a half in higher ed. And uh, one of the things I, I, I just feel like it, in need of some release is is simply to to kind of report on some of the exciting uh, exciting. Um, ways that we're marking change and looking for the future and vision casting in our program, in our classrooms with our students, but also with uh, with some of our ad administrators. And um, there's just some great things going on here. And it seemed like it was an opportune time to maybe just pause and reflect out loud on some of those achievements. And really, in terms of the context of this program, talk about how they impact or are influenced by what we've been able to achieve through the development of our special topics in media program. And, and just to recap what what we're what is in progress and what what we're achieving, we, we really have been experimenting with this lecture cast format for uh, let's see uh, we're, we're coming up on our, I don't know, fifth year of experimenting with it. But of course, as, as people tracking history would, would, would correct this, we've only been distributing this product publicly um, for about, I guess about eight or nine months. And so uh, as, as we close the gap on that one year anniversary of our public distribution here, um, we're looking at some ways that we're already 
innovating the product and excited about how the relationship between recording a program, distributing it, but also inviting both internal and external networks of, of audiences and, and really participatory uh, groups of people to engage is a practical form of demonstrating the values of communication, of media studies, and uh, the continuity between those. But let's let's wind things back. Let's talk on um, on a practical level about some of the achievements that have taken place this semester. It was a busy one, and it's hard to know exactly where to begin. I'll say this: I want to jump through and just just celebrate some of the accomplishments we were able to achieve in our program, uh, working with students, and really the opportunity to to bend the ear of others and and create more connective tissue between parties. One of the benefits this year was uh, that I got a chance to teach a full semester persuasion class. And uh, while I have a background teaching and coaching and judging speech and debate, uh, it's been a spell since I had a full semester course in which we were fully engaging in techniques of argumentation and so on. And and so I had uh, the creative opportunity to reimagine some of those, uh, some of those assignments, some of those reading lists and things and just introduce material to students in a new form. Now, at MACU, our persuasion class has been uh, merged with some media studies ideas to to undergo the title of Digital Persuasion in the Social Media Age. And so for students that have taken the online version of that course, which is an accelerated class, it sticks to a pretty tight schedule. It has multiple readings, multiple, of course, weekly assignments, and then some some larger projects that they're working on within that course. Um, but it has to essentially stay on track to, to complete its cycle at such an accelerated pace. And one of the benefits of, of kind of uh, getting back into a physical classroom and, and, and really expanding ideas into a full semester is there's a little bit more room to experiment. And really, there's a lot of room. And, and so we, we did a grand level of experimentation, which included uh, front-ending the persuasion class with, uh, with, with a, really a, a series of tutorials on rhetoric and the history of rhetoric and even rhetorical criticism as, as, as a significant form not only in the study of communication, but also in what, what it encompasses, what it embodies. And so uh, we use the front half of the course to, um, to t- uh, as, as a sort of survey approach to the material. And this, this, of course, also included a couple of guest lectures that we were able to bring in. One, uh, well, actually, both were virtual, and I was very excited uh, to to in, initiate those, and then um, really proud of the outcome, and we we did get through some uh, effective strategies. The students uh, put together some impressive crib sheets, and then presented on those as we co-created knowledge about our field, some of the roots of our discipline, and um and 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 worked to recognize the real world value that they have for us today. Well, I set all that up to say we use the back end of the semester to put together a group persuasive project. And I was incredibly proud and, and moved by 
the labor put in by our students, but also what we were able to achieve through it. And so not only did the, the students uh, work together collaborating on a persuasive presentation, but we upped the stakes. We gave it some real world credence by inviting members of uh, uh, the faculty body and even some administrators into uh, view, right, to screen that final presentation that they gave as a group. And we went so far as to also invite our very own president. President Phil Greenwald joined us for uh, this live presentation, uh, it was not a simulation, although we, we sort of approached it as such, but it was, in fact, an excellent opportunity for their voices to be heard in a bit of vision casting that we co-created together, collaborated on, and all ultimately uh, presented before uh, our university president and then several of, of his uh, cabinet and staff members, as well as uh, 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 some select invited administrators and faculty members. And I've got to say, uh, it was warmly received uh, and they did an excellent job. Some of those same students that we got to hear from in our uh, uh roundtable finale of the Communicating Fears in Film season of Special Topics they where they were carrying over into this class in a different semester, and they got to be a part of that mission and to the, to the uh, end in which we sought to uh, uh, achieve some goals, I would say, so far, mission accomplished. But as we know, uh, the details can be trickier than the claim. But what was accomplished, you say, uh, the vision casting that the students put together in this, what was about a 30-minute live presentation, was um, to chart out a the potentiality of what could be in uh, MACU's communication future as it relates to not just the ideas we teach about and learn about in the classroom, but ways we could apply it, uh, not, not simply for only for our students, personal and professional and academic development, but also in service to the campus. And so part of that programming included the proposal for audio production suite. And this is a nice opportunity for some continuous synergy. If you follow us, uh, liking our Facebook page, kind of catching our content online, then you will by this point, by the time you've seen this, you'll uh, possibly have witnessed one of our latest reels that, yes, are limited in, in production and creativity, but uh, are information vehicles nonetheless. But you'll have seen one of our reels in which we are advertising the future impending groundbreaking on a construction project to help renovate a strategically uh, identified space uh, on campus where we hope to house media production suite, uh, not simply, you know, to the to the kind of uh, makings of, of what we've done in converting my office, but much, but rather a much larger, more public space where students and curriculum can be uh, executed, where sometimes our marketing teams could come in and put together some small, small production materials, but uh, just a, just a wonderful space where we hope to enrich uh, the campus, the culture, and uh, engage in some communication practices in ways that have real 
World Stakes. And so we're incredibly proud of uh, the efforts there and excited about what may come in the months and uh, years to come with that media production suite. Well, spring 2023 was also an excellent time to get back out on the road. And I'm so grateful uh, over these last few years for the remarkable work performed by so many collegiate organizations uh, nationally and internationally to shift their uh, annual conventions and uh, programs into virtual spaces, particularly as we as we hit hard times with the onset and the continuation of global pandemic. But on the outskirts of it, right on the uh, on the uh, back end of this, uh, unquestionable event. We uh, we're excited to see uh, conferences return to form in person, and this brings the first time I got to travel back outside of the state uh, to convene with uh, like minds, both in my discipline or in interdisciplinary uh, circumstances. And so I, I was fortunate enough to get to travel to two conferences in back-to-back weeks. I don't know if fortune's the right word. It certainly certainly made, it, it certainly complicated the uh, conclusion of the semester as things were getting into that uh, seventh inning stretch. But um, it was incredibly rewarding. Nonetheless, had the opportunity to visit the Central States Communication Association, where we transformed a panel that was uh, really represented in a completely different way at our state conference, Oklahoma Speech Theater and Communication Association, the previous November. And we were able to transform it, add, make additions, but also some subtractions to it and then present it to a much wider body of listeners at the CSCA conference uh, that was held in St. Louis, Missouri this year. And we had a great time there. And once again, if you're following the reels, I did some reporting live from CSCA uh, just on the outside of completing our panel on teaching with media. And it was a great chance to talk about programs like Special Topics in Media and the way we tailor it as both a teaching tool that also has that the dexterity to organically evolve to meet different kinds of needs over time, including uh, even some some scholarly needs, some some congregation of the minds uh, that is not limited by physical geographic spaces, and and so it was great to be able to talk about that and kind of continue that narrative uh, in a different light. And the following week, as a matter of fact, I was able to uh, re uh, not really rework and represent, but but reshift how discussions about special topics work in a different context. I, I attended the. Popular Culture Association, American Culture Association conference that was held uh, in San Antonio, Texas. Again, their first time to come back in person after a long virtual hiatus due to the pandemic. And it was a refreshing opportunity to meet and greet. I had a chance to connect with a, a one of many mentors of mine in, in higher ed, a, a highly uh, frequently published uh, scholar and and, and former journalist, uh, 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 now retired academician who's, who by no means has, has stopped, uh, or slowed down their productivity. But, uh, Douglas Brody received, I, I think the, uh, one of the elite awards, a recognition, a lifetime achievement 
uh, uh, at PCAACA. Had a chance to uh, meet and greet in person and um, just celebrate celebrate that work of his uh, in some other contexts, but also talk about our program and continue to forge some key alliances that we hope to continue to bring onto the program at appropriate times in the future when these purposes align with the the individual or unique topics that we're going to be um, tackling in context. And so I want to bring that back to a couple of closing notes on the nature of upcoming topics. Now, uh, if you if you know me until something uh, has uh, until we've broken ground right until the the signature is on on the line, uh, it's hard to, you know, commit to when certain topics will land on our schedule. But we have some innovative ideas on deck that we're looking to tackle in the uh, upcoming uh, months and years on the program. I've had the uh, benefit or the, say the, the privilege of serving on a couple of committees uh, on campus this year, but both exploratory committees that have recently merged into a new innovating technologies committee. And in the output of, of that committee work and, and attempting to solve not, not simply problems relating to the communication program, but, but really solve uh, exciting um, challenges we face uh, on the campus and even in higher ed at, at large, uh, we're looking at um, bringing in some alt, what do you call it, augmented reality and virtual reality content into our classrooms. And, and the communication program is, is, is at the forefront of wanting to be a part of that conversation, wanting to look for the right kinds of ways to kind of make the ethical choices, uh, the, you know, financially or, or otherwise that can allow these tools to, to prosper our students uh, in, in their benefit. And so we're trying to be very conscientious of what and how that might look like, um, but we will be reporting on that as we come, and we hope to be developing even some specialty courses that could help train up students and, and that sort of thing. And so we're definitely looking at not only, as I said, AR, some augmented reality and or virtual reality types of curriculum and 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 and, and opportunities to to kind of forge alliances across the campus with other programs. Uh, but we're also looking at themes related to, oh, I'm sure you've guessed by now, AI, right? Which is sort of our, you know, if we have a second quarter zeitgeist term in not just in higher ed, not just in the communication discipline, but really, you know, surging throughout uh, the, the the populace in, in all of you know, Western society, it's, it's definitely AI and we are, uh, actively looking for the ways we can integrate that. And of course that would include expanding some of the directions of our conversations about media to include that. And so I'm working on, uh, examining how we can rethink our digital media literacy class that we offer for our students several times a year online and uh, maybe it's every other year on ground but we might have to shift the frequency there because we we not only contend that course is incredibly important to our mission here 
in the communication major, but um, but the ideas that we seek to express, the the kind of you know the cognitive shifts uh, we're looking to train in students, uh, the 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 information and critical media literacies that that we're aiming to uh, to be able to uh, provide for students is is important and it's an important thread of that line of conversation so we're looking at uh should i say augmenting right altering some of our content to create the appropriate space to incorporate uh continuous uh, adjustments and changes in in ai technologies into that curriculum and i see no better place to hold some of those wider conversations, including with outside specialists and, and, and guests, than our special topics in media program. That's exactly what its 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 kind of epistemological purpose, right? Is we we have a, there's a philosophical uh, um, argument for why why a product like this it not only serves the classroom focus but but has has a wider reach in store right that it there are seasons not unlike the way you think about a class beginning and ending a semester beginning and ending there are seasons where we will continue to dedicate ourselves to the study of popular culture artifacts and, and uh, content that's that has made cultural impressions but we will also be looking at at housing those important uh, dialogues about you know, innovations in technology in media, right? And, and the intersections these have with things like uh, finances, the way markets move, politics, the way social influence, you know, curves thought, and, uh, and, and certainly the ethics involved in those. These are important, weighty discussions it's hard to just tweet out thoughts. I think that's part of the problem is so many people are just wanting the, the hot take sound bites. And, you know, there's clearly a space for that and there's clearly a market for that. But those of us in education uh, understand and, and kind of respect the need for sustained dialogues, for uh, multiple passes on a theme, right? Uh, someone's position is not immediately uh, firm, you know, uh, uh uh, founded upon that we we need a space to work ideas out to resolve uh, certain things and this dialogic form is at the forefront of what we seek to accomplish through uh, through the guest format use of special topics and so looking forward to engaging in some of those future topics I'm excited about what's happening in the present. And I'm, I'm so proud about the progress we've made in our recent past and just wanted to be able to pause, share some of those happenings with our audience, with our listenership, and just mark this moment in history. It's been a, a fantastic um, six or so years uh, organizing our communication, media, and ethics degree at MACU. And if everything we've been working on lately, haven't talked about all of it yet, uh, comes to pass in the way we hope it will, we're going to have a new page uh, to turn to in this history of our program, and it will be exciting to share about those updates and more here on this, uh, this program that we like to call Special Topics in Media. Special Topics in Media is presented in cooperation with the Communication, Media, and Ethics Program at Mid-America Christian University. 
Special Topics is written and produced by Garrett Castleberry. Executive Advisor, Scott McMurray. Audio Engineer and Executive Producer, Will McMurray. Graphic Design by Allison Garner. And Music Composed by Austin Foster. <laughs>